This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to The Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here with The Church Boys, and I have my friend Zorro here. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So glad to be in New York with you, Billy. So it's so funny. We're doing this podcast, and we've been talking for like 45 <laughs> minutes, and now we're just jumping in and starting. So it's, you know, I always like to, I always tell people like the behind the scenes. We were talking, you know, off, either off camera or before the podcast. Um, you've had this crazy career though, right? You've done, you've been doing music for, for decades. Yes. Um, and you've worked with, I mean, who haven't you worked with? I guess that's a better way. Well, no, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been fortunate. I've worked with a lot of different people and it's been, it's been an incredibly, uh, rewarding ride and I've learned a lot of things on the journey. What would you say, um, because you're a Christian, right? Yes, so, absolutely. okay. You're, absolutely. you're a strong Christian. Yes. What is, and I think for a lot of people, it's sort of, they they think oh there's no Christians in Hollywood or music they they can't there can't possibly be which isn't true there are Christians right. that are there in those in those um, industries what for you was the and I'm gonna ask two different questions I'll yeah. start what is the hardest part about being a Christian in entertainment well I would say uh, in today's climate it's that there's just a very strong spirit of antichrist in the world it is you know if if I were the same Christian that I am now. Uh, in the music industry, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years, 50 years ago, the country was different. The world was different. There's a very strong anti-Christ spirit uh, in in the, you know, entertainment community, period. So the minute people find out that you are, are a Christian, well, and part of the problem is that a lot of people have seen a bad representation of right. what Christianity is, so they immediately write you off with with their... You know, all the politicians they see that say one thing and do another. But I honestly believe when they really feel the spirit of Christ and the spirit of love within you, that they don't find any fault in that because there's no fault in loving like Jesus loved and in sharing the gospel in a loving way. It's when they see the, the hypocrisy side. But the, the, the difficult part is... Uh, getting them to be able to give you a chance to see that. <laughs> right, right. You know, before they write you off or, or immediately go, oh, this guy's a, you know, uh, uh, conservative, judgmental. You right, know, exactly. You know, that whole thing. Well, but yeah, I mean, it, politically, when that merges, there's this idea of, oh, this is what, you know, it is to be a Christian. That's not always true. It's not always somebody yelling, you know, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. It's, right. That, in fact, 99% of the time, that's not, well, it's definitely not the heart of Christianity, but that's not what it should be, right? Um so let me let me ask you what the most I think rewarding maybe piece of being a Christian in entertainment is. The most rewarding thing has been uh, that God has granted me access to many many people uh, as His emissary, as his as His ambassador, as His uh, representative. Because you know what, what is a Christian? You know we are to represent Christ. So the most rewarding part has been uh, to impact a lot of lives, and I've prayed for countless people in the entertainment industry, people in high places, high profiles, 
that they're never going to darken the door of a church. They have never opened their Bible. They're not watching CBN or TBN. They're not, so they're never going to have an encounter with, with God unless it's going to be through someone like me who's close in their camp. And so for me, I've been sort of, God's used me almost like an operative, like a CIA agent. I look like everybody. I look like them. I look like I fit in. If people look at me outwardly, they might think I'm a total Hollywood guy. You know what I mean? I wear a hat. I wear scarves. I wear jewelry. I look like I'm your rock and roll party guy, but I'm not that guy. I just look like it. I happen to like style. I happen to like you know, fashion, I've always liked that, but that doesn't make me unholy. Right. And, but, but, so the fact is, you know, I'm a chameleon, I look like them, but I walk and I march to the beat of a different drum. And they, so that allows me to get in those camps and in those doors, but then I just love on them with the love of God. So the most rewarding part has been able to see that I have had an impact on numerous people, that God opened up doors for me to reach those people because he knew that I would do it. And I would pray for them, or the Lord might give me a little uh, something, you know, a word of knowledge or something that he would show me about their life, and it would touch them, and, and people would weep. or people, And sometimes people have been watching me walk this path for many years. And so eventually people go, you know, Zorro's that, that Christian guy is always positive, upbeat, motivational. And sometimes they'll come to you years later when they're in trouble because they know you're the only one that has the wisdom that they have not been able to find elsewhere. Which is interesting. That yeah, that is really. They know intuitively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would you say have there been a lot of? And I'm not, obviously not going to ask you for names of people, yeah. and, unless those are people who wanted to. But have there been, you know, other musicians who have surprised you, who have sort of traveled on a spiritual path towards Christianity? Uh, there's been some. Uh, not I wouldn't say a tremendous amount. You know what I mean? Like I would like to see a lot more people. You know, it's just I find very few people that are really committed and that are living by those convictions to where they don't really care about what... See, I think a lot of people in the industry that I'm in are afraid. If you start to get known as you're from this camp, of this you know Christian camp, that you're afraid maybe people won't call you or hire you. I think you're or... a Jesus freak. And yeah, and so I, I don't, myself, I don't worry about any of that. I'll never know until I get to heaven what gigs and jobs I didn't get because people <laughs> right. wrote me off. I'll and, never and know. I'm sure there's some of that, right? I'm I mean, sure, there's got to be. Sure. Yeah. But, but I, I'm a man who lives by my convictions, and I'd much rather spend my life pleasing God and let Him provide for me, let Him open the doors and the pathway for me, because ultimately I care more about souls than I do about uh, position. How did you come to faith? I and mean, that's like a loaded question probably yeah. for a lot of people, but what was, take me through that process for you. It started in my early childhood. I had a mother who was a Christian who had strong faith. She was from Mexico City, uh, you know, which is predominantly Catholic. And so I grew up in Los Angeles, you know, going to the Catholic church. And But I think at a very, very young age, like six or seven, before anybody could sit me down and really explain the whole Bible and the gospel, I just felt the presence of God. I just felt that there was a God and I felt his spirit on me. And so I think just all of my life he, he uh, uh, was calling me to him. And at different seasons, I remember uh, at about 10 or 12, giving my heart to the Lord, you know, at, at a, a church camp, one of those summer Baptist church camps. And we, then we started going to a Baptist church, and uh, they would invite me for those, those summer camps, uh, you know, for underprivileged kids. And I would go there, and, you know, they have the prayer meetings every day. And I remember walking up, the, the guy gave a sermon, and 
I was crying and I received the Lord. I remember it very vividly. And then every time Billy Graham would come on TV and do a crusade, you know, my mother would sit me in front of the TV and say, oh, Billy Graham, so I've got to watch Billy Graham. And every time he made an altar call, I made sure I was resaved. You know, every time I didn't want, I didn't want to miss like, you know. So there was just, and then, so at 12, I wanted to be like a preacher. I felt that call. And then again at 18, and then again in my 20s, and I just realized that God, God was calling me all of my life. And he, he, allowed, he has allowed me to utilize all the gifts and talents that he's given me. Uh, first, first the drummer part, then the writing and the speaking and the teaching. He's allowed me to use each one of those gifts in a way, and each one of them reaches different people. Uh, and to me, you know, all of our gifts are just connecting points to connect to other people. Because eventually, it's all about people. And I always like to say, you know, I'm in the people business because that's the business my father's in. What does God care ultimately about? His people. And so whatever gifts or skills or jobs or talents we have, they really just put us before other people. Whether we're the hot dog vendor on 42nd Street or whether we're, you know, over at the UN building, we're convening with people. And people need to be touched by God through other people who love God. And so ultimately, it doesn't really matter what we do. It just matters that what we do, that we make ourselves available as an oracle for God. Which is interesting because during our previous conversation, before we started recording the podcast, we were talking about the value of people, right? And how you're in an industry, I think whether it's entertainment, media, whatever, but specifically entertainment and performing to the level of what you've done. It is a place where a lot of people, I mean, there are fans who are looking at the people on the stage like they are better than even themselves, right? Right. Um, And that is a strange dynamic. And you've been able to operate and live in that without ever really letting that color what you think about people. I mean, that's kind of amazing. Well, I just, you know, the key, the key to all that, Billy, is to keep your heart soft. Because, you know, there is a, there's an Earth, Wind, and Fire lyric I love, and they're one of my favorite groups. And I, I used to tour with the lead singer, Philip Bailey, with the high falsetto, the beautiful <laughs> beautiful voice. But one of the lyrics in the song called That's the Way of the World, it's one of their great classic songs. And the lyric says, you know, child is born with a heart of gold, but the way of the world makes its heart grow cold. And it's very true. A child is born with a heart of gold. He's pure. He's innocent. But the way of the world makes him cold. And so the, the, the key in life for me is to keep my heart, to, and it's a very difficult job, but to guard and protect your heart because the world wants to make it cold. The world wants to make it jaded. The world wants to corrupt it and, and will easily do it if you give it the chance. So throughout my life in the business and my life in this world, I've tried to stay soft, I've tried to stay childlike, and, and tried to maintain that, that essence of purity in an unpure world. And it's very difficult, but it has not come without, uh, without intentionality. And that is how I, then that allows me to see what's really the most important thing in life, which is the value of people and other souls and inspiring people and helping people and lifting people up because in the end that will truly be the only reward that we can carry with us to heaven will not be the accolades of the gold albums and how much money you made or how many times you're on tv even how many books you sold even preachers who preached a bunch of great messages but weren't sincere about loving people it will be worth nothing because there's a lot of people who do that there's a lot of people who who, who preach, but then they got to be in the green room with their entourage, and they can't be bothered, and they can't be, you know, they, they're more like rock stars than the rock stars. So that isn't going to be... It seems like there's more of that than ever right now. More than ever before. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and I don't know, and they, like a lot of books coming out from those people, a lot of, and, and look, 
there's nothing wrong with being a famous pastor who has books out and stuff. But yeah, it's just interesting. I feel like there's so much more of like the personality pastor almost. Well, and the thing is, none, nothing is wrong with uh, nothing is wrong with platform. Nothing right. is wrong with fame. Right. Nothing's wrong with anything if you're a good steward of it. But if that starts to corrupt you as a person, and you start to think that you're better than other human beings, or that you don't have time anymore to pray with somebody because you're you're too busy in the green room with your entourage of people, and you see, I mean, when I go speak or preach or play or do anything, I always make myself available. I always make myself available to meet the people, to talk to the people, to pray with the people, to encourage the people, to sign things for the people. If they view me as a superstar drummer or celebrity, that's their business. I view myself as a servant to the people. So I'll use that stardom or whatever you want to call it to give them a positive uh, experience to go, hey, I met Zorro at the airport and man, he gave me a pair of his sticks and he signed a card for me or he gave me a copy of his book. I want their encounter with me to be something that they never forget in a positive way because then they connect that to Christ because they know I'm a Christian. All they got to do is Google Zorro the drummer and you'll find it in everything that I do. You'll see that I'm a Christian. So it's going to be a bad representation if somebody meets me and they go, that guy was just a jerk or he couldn't give me the time of day or he was he was unkind, he was, uh, you know, ungrateful, his attitude, you know, he hated everything we fed him. You know, people talk, right? So I want their encounter with me to go, wow, there was something different about that guy. He was genuine, he was grateful, he was inspiring, he was sincere. And then they, then... I'm doing the best I can humanly do to represent Christ because that's they're going to associate me with that. Yeah. And no, then absolutely. that's how you impact them. You impact them with the way you've chosen to live your life because you can't fool the people. Well, and and this is this all goes into your book, which is which is coming out September 1st, September correct? 1st, September 1st, yes. It's it's available now for pre-orders on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, but it comes out physically. Physically comes out. And it's called SOAR, Nine Proven Keys for Unlocking Your Limitless Potential. I love that. I love it. Now, so tell me about, I know a lot went into this. So talk to me a little bit about the book, why you wrote it. I wrote the book because I was compelled to write the book. Uh, The Spirit of God put that on my heart. I have been teaching and sharing these uh, life principles for many years around the world uh, in speaking engagements and and in every form imaginable. I've been sharing these principles, and I really felt the Lord wanting me to put it all in a book because there's only so many one-on-one conversations you're ever going to have in your life. There's only so many in, you know, speaking engagements with a live audience, right? The only way you can multiply uh, a philosophy is through a book, and that's the reason why we have the Bible. Without those words, th- those thoughts couldn't, you know, circumnavigate the globe. So the Lord put it on my heart to share those experiences, and He gave me nine what I call life principles. Uh, a lot of books, it's like steps, but none, nothing in my book <coughs> is a step because steps to happiness, steps to being well, more organized, and, steps and, to... and steps kind of denote that you once you do that step, you're completed. A life principle is a never-ending thing. For instance, the, the final life principle in the book is impact. The whole point of our whole life to achieve or accomplish anything is that we impact other people in some positive way. That is not a step like, oh, I did that yesterday, I impacted somebody. No, you're alive today. Every day is an opportunity to impact. Well, every day you're impacting people one way or another. It's just a question of, is it a good impact right. or a bad impact, right. negative what, or positive? Right. What's the what's the fallout or the positive? Right. right. But so so in the book, the Lord gave me nine vital life principles that if 
we follow these principles and act on them throughout our life, we will, we will develop much fruit and we will accomplish many things uh, and expand the kingdom of God in a unique way that combines our personality with our gifts and our talents and our desires because God made us to like what we like. You're a writer, and you're an interviewer, and you're a media guy, and that's who God created Billy to be. That's, that's your strength. That's where you're going to soar. But we each have to find what's, what lane are we supposed to be in. Because when you're not in the lane you're in, you're never going to, you're never going to soar. I flew on a flight once with Serena Williams, you know, the, the great tennis pro. I was on a flight, sat next to her from um, uh, Paris to uh, Italy, to Rome. And I realized, we talked about tennis and all kinds of things. We both grew up in South Central L.A., which was the only, probably the only two people on the flight who could say that. <laughs> we both, both sitting in first class. <laughs> it's hilarious. That is hilarious. I was like, girl, we're going all the way. <laughs> but, but anyway, it was really funny. I love it. Uh, uh, but, I, you know, and, and I asked her about, you know, becoming a tennis pro. And she said, you know, my dad started teaching me, like, when I was four or whatever. And, uh, but I realized that, like, if I had Serena Williams... Um, available to me to teach me tennis every single day. In five years from now, I could go from not playing at all to becoming a better tennis player. But if that's not in my DNA, that's not the thing that God gave me, that's not the, the divine gift he gave me to excel in, then I will only be average or mediocre. We are, we are meant to soar with the particular unique gift that he gave us. Outside of that, we can be better at almost anything that we work hard on, but we'll never thrive. We'll never be a gene. We don't. We have the genius potential, but only in the specific area that God gave us. But He gave everybody something, and the whole book is about teaching people really three things: how to discover what that gift is, because that's the call of your life is to discover the treasure. Then, once you discover it, you have the accountability and the responsibility to develop it, which which is a process of a lot of work, and there's a lot of steps and a lot of strategies to developing what we have. And then, and then the whole goal of it is to deploy it. It has to be used. It has to be uh, sent out in the world so that people can benefit from your life by you using that gift. So those are really the core things that are in the book. And then those nine life principles are what he showed me and what I have made work in my own life over and over and over again with every new vision or dream that God's given me. Because my gifts were that of a drummer, a speaker, a teacher, and a writer. Outside of that, I'm a moron. I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, you've used all of those gifts very well. well thank um, you. you. have. You have. <laughs> but outside of that, I, I'm a numbskull. I don't you know, know if I believe that. But <laughs> No, I know what you mean. It's interesting, though, that, and a lot of people don't ever really figure that out, which is kind of sad. They don't figure out what they're called to do because they don't really ask or they're not really sure or they kind of live in limbo sure. their whole lives, which, which is interesting. So this is a book that really could benefit anybody. It is written for absolutely anybody. It is not a specific age group or demographic. Everybody's put on this planet. God has intended for us all to soar because we're all his children. He wants to see all of his children succeed and prosper. And I truly believe that. I'm a father of two, and I'm just a mere man uh, born into sin. And yet I want to see my children soar to the highest heights, and I want to see them I want to see them fulfill the, the call of God in their life. So why wouldn't God want to see each one of us soar? We are all of his children. He put, something, he put something of himself inside of all of us, which is that divine spark, that, that genius potential. And so it lies within us, but we, you know, the world tries to, a lot of times even people in your own family won't see it. Uh, and, and so the book goes into all the, 
The book's just filled with inspiring stories, tons and tons of stories of things that will inspire people to dig deeper and to really to, to, to take up that call of who you are and find out who that is so that way you can be here to do what you're here to do. Last question for you. Yeah. And this is a, a music question. Sure. Out of all your fe the fellow musicians you've worked with, who has been your favorite act to work with? Uh, probably Lenny Kravitz, you know, because Lenny and I uh, grew up together, and Lenny is also a believer, you know, uh, Lenny's a Christian, and uh, we have just uh, an affinity musically, we're, we're about the same age, almost identically, uh, we grew up loving a lot of the same type of groups, and there was just a spiritual connection that when we played, you know what I mean, there's just, there was a power that came over him and over I, that was just sort of an anointing, when God put us together, there was just, it was just like a heavenly spark, and you don't get that with everybody, you know what I mean? And so that, that was one guy that I really, um, really just enjoyed playing with like immensely. I also, uh, because I grew up a humongous uh, fan of Earth, Wind & Fire, they were one of my favorite groups when I was growing up. They were like my idols. And uh, so when I used to play behind Philip Bailey, the lead singer of Earth, Wind & Fire, that was always a real thrill because you're hearing in your monitor mix the voice that you've heard so many right. times on the records that you love. It's weird, right? It's yeah. weird, and you're going, hold on, I'm listening to this voice live, I'm playing the drums behind this voice live, this is the voice that's saying fantasy and reasons and September and got to get you into my, like these are the greatest songs of, of that era. And then I also really loved playing with Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons because Frankie was also, one of the first songs I ever really learned to play on the drums was the song Grease from the movie Grease. Because that's about when I started playing the drums. It was like 78. And so Grease had a funky drum beat and a funky drum section of the song that was like just the drum breakdown. And I remember going to the theater loving that beat and, you know, and just learning how to play it. And then one day I'm playing with Frankie and thinking, man, I remember when I watched Grease in the theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now I'm playing with the guy. That's kind of cool. It's very cool. It's really and cool. And I'm grateful, eternally grateful for every one of those experiences. You know, I don't, I don't take any of them for granted at all. It's just all been a blast. So where can we send people, what website can we send people to for you? Uh, Zorro the Drummer, uh, well, Act 2, actually. Zorro Ministries, www.zoroministries.org. That is my ministry website. People can subscribe to my blog. They can subscribe to my one-minute uh, video YouTube channel there. Uh, and then I have my drummer site, which is just zorrothedrummer.com. Uh, but go to the ministry site because if you want to get fed and you want to get inspired and you want to get motivated awesome. and uplifted, the ministry site has a lot of my shareable quotes. I write quotes every other day uh, to inspire people and I blogs and a lot of television interviews. So zoroministries.org. Awesome. We'll make sure we link out to, uh, to both of those as well. And we'll make sure we link out to Soar on Amazon so people can check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Billy, Appreciate it. Uh, it's been an awesome privilege and a pleasure, and I speak blessing to all the people out there uh, listening, and I decree that in Jesus' name that uh, you'll be inspired uh, by our conversation and that you'll uh, commit to soaring. I love it. Well, thank you. Thanks, man. founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like 
for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com.